the analogy I use in my mind is, I don't know if anybody's a runner. I'm a, I've been a marathon runner in parts of my career. I've been an endurance athlete and I do all this training. And all that training is focused on doing is getting to the starting line healthy. That's it. You've made the investments through all your training, your stretching, your mobility, whatever you had to do to get to the starting line. Then you show up on the starting line healthy, you're ready to run a race. That's where I draw the line in the sand, like internal, foundational, um, digital transformations, not the commercial side. They're deep investments you made, so you got to start a new starting line, healthy, a bigger race, a faster race, a different race of the market you're pursuing. And then you're running that race. And that's, so I don't, I don't connect the dots personally with taking digital transformations of commercial products. Welcome to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week, a podcast that explores product management and leadership topics through interactive conversations with our product leader panelists. Conversations that will challenge you to think about your thoughts on the topic and perhaps get you to change your mind. I am Grant Hunter, co-founder of Product Growth Leaders and the host and facilitator for these conversations. Listen, subscribe, and add your voice to the conversation every week in the Product Growth Leaders community. Hello, everybody. Grant Hunter here with another Product Growth Leaders topic of the week. Steve, your calendar has been busy lately with people reaching out who are struggling with, well, struggling with applying some things they've learned in training, but trying to apply it to product management to digital transformations. Yes. Everybody's in a transformation where, you know, we're transforming, we're doing a digital transformation, we're doing an agile transformation, we're transforming from project to product, uh, which doesn't really uh, seem to be working out for many of those teams. And I think it's primarily because they think training is transformation. Yeah. And training is just one little part of transformation. I'm thinking of the hierarchy of needs we did for product management and training normally covers maybe that first part, a common set of language, uh, but doesn't get into clear roles and responsibility or standard playbooks or aligned strategy and all these things. And it's just people are struggling with it. Yes, they are. Now, that being said, I think it's great because the TAM for product management services is going up because all these former projects are trying to become products. But you know, we've seen people struggling with it. So this week's uh, topic is product management and digital transformations. And on Monday, we put this question in the community. How can strategic product management impact or benefit digital transformation? Uh, And Lee, for a West Coast Pacific time person to come in with the the first answer, and I think it's a great answer because you're talking about seeing these projects flop. That's the problem. That's why people are reaching out to us uh, because they didn't have a champion. Talk to me about your, your experience and, and your thoughts uh, from your answer. Yeah, I was surprised I beat May this time. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think how can strategic product management impact digital transformation in every way that product management benefits companies, which is by identifying root problems that you're trying to solve at all to begin with, 
Um, the problem I see in digital transformation always is that people don't have a good understanding of the problem and therefore they are applying uh, these digital solutions to solve either the wrong problem or a problem that doesn't exist. So um, understanding root problems, having someone actually evangelize and promote and like be the champion of that solution is very important um, in every way that product management can help companies with their product strategy and building products that actually solve problems. They can also help with um, applying digital solutions to their internal uh, operations. It was interesting because I, I, I did some work in the HR leadership space, CHRO councils from big, really big companies. And, and we would have conversations and they're talking about building, some of it was building digital tools for the, you know, for employee engagement stuff. Some of it was just building programs. And I keep sitting there going, why don't they do product management on this? Okay, what's the problem we're trying to solve with this program? What's the value that people would get? What outcomes are we looking for? And you know, we probably could have dropped digital off of this. I think that in any big company, if you're doing any type of transformation, digital or not, I, I think that there's a place for product management. And yes, I've got rose colored or product management colored glasses on. Uh, but, you know, to me, it seems like if it's about who are we solving a problem for, what's the problem we're solving, what's the value of solving it, and should we solve it, shouldn't every have product management maybe i'm getting way over my skis oh here. man that's every dinner conversation at our house you know i mean somebody says almost anything and i'm like well i don't know what is the root problem you're trying to solve and they just roll their eyes at me this is another reason why everyone should think like a product manager i you know i yes and i and every day i we've we had this episode earlier we did the product management in the real world Every day I see product management, I'm walking down the street and I see a pest control company that now does, uh, you know, sprays your lawn with fertilizer. They did product management. They said, we have this. So to me, I think it's, and maybe this is where I'm going with this is every, every root cause when it's trying to decide what we're going to focus our efforts on really is a place for product management. Dutch. You came in uh, pretty quickly also, you know, you imagine the MVP definition that will replace a sense of a legacy app or service. Talk to me through your head, you know, what you're thinking about when it comes to strategic product management and digital transformations. I don't even remember what I wrote a few days ago. <laughs> me too. I don't remember what I wrote all the time. Um, you said you want to re many people just want to rebuild the legacy product with new technology. However, strategic product management will look at the legacy product with an eye towards improving inefficiencies right. and, and, and such. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just because like when I think of, let me back up a step. So in digital transformation in the majority of my background with the military, I mean, constantly transforming technology, constantly, um, modernizing you know i was i was on one product that was 20 years old as a client server application and they had a server at each of the eight bases that they managed the product at and it was like we had there was eight different databases it was just it was crazy because everybody was still using it the same way so oh well we have to transform and go to the cloud and they were just thinking that they were going to have eight virtual servers up in, the, in this magic cloud thing. And no, just because that's the way you did it initially doesn't mean 
it has to stay separate. So there was all sorts of conversations about what it meant. What go back to the requirements? A a user sitting at this desk needs to get to it through a web browser. Does it matter where it is? No. Is it on a bare metal server or a cloud bait? Doesn't matter to the user. Let's create it the way that the users need to use it. So the requirements hadn't changed. The technology had. Yeah, that, and that's one of the, the big things I think you see, especially with some of these digital transformations, is they they were doing something on a mainframe, something written in COBOL or you know that type of stuff, and they're trying right. to find a new way of doing it. If they were doing it all, many times it's manual processes uh, right. that, they're, that they're digitizing. And so, to, yeah, to add to that real quick, um, you know, I went out on you know onto different sites to talk to the users directly and and shoulder surf and say, walk me through your day. How do you use this product? And through that, we discovered that not only was, was this a 20-year-old product, but for 15 years, the users had been the, doing stuff in Excel, in a spreadsheet with macros and stuff, because when they had first had asked for a feature to be put into the product, the Air Force Education Office was like, well, we don't have the bandwidth to create new features like that right now. So maybe we'll get to it one day. Well, so the users just started doing it in Excel. And so they, they didn't ever request it again. And they were stuck in the mindset of this is the way we've always done business. We always have to use Excel for this. So we did discover, I did discover new features <laughs> that were required just because nobody previous to that you know, Ever had the conversation. Just, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> no, so it, we were able to enhance the product as we were transforming it. We just which is, established new requirements. Which is the, and that's the difference between project management and product management, because yes. projects finish. Right. Yeah. And are never revisited. Yeah. Uh, yep. and, and I would even say this if you're doing a next gen, you should do the same thing. Too often I see people building a next gen platform, not go. Uh, not reverse engineer and see what problems were they solving and they just try to replicate the features and they don't go back and talk to the, the users and to understand what they're doing it. Uh, so I think that the big thing there is, is this is the status quo. People just, oh, you want us to update this? Okay, we'll update it. And we just do a new form factor and a new stack doing the exact same wrong stuff. May, you said presume we're talking about digital transformation within our product organization and not for our customers. So within our organization, I think that's sort of where it came from, but there's so many different ways we can look at it. Mm -hmm. And you came up with a, a nice list. You would want to talk us through your sort of approach. So I think it's important for us to define what digital transformation means. And so um, I actually started writing the response and it turned into a very, very, very long deep dive article. That's still not done. Um, we so like I, to publish that. A summary. I, I will. I will once it's actually done. But it's. I'm still writing it. Right. So um, what I did was I, I looked up definitions for digital transformation, and one of the ones that really spoke to me is from Red Hat. Okay. Uh, now mm -hmm. keep in mind, Red Hat's owned by IBM. So for instance, yes. but. Uh, Red Hat defines digital transformation as the process of fundamentally changing something using digital tools and describes adopting technology and potentially cultural changes to improve or replace what existed before. Now, if you take that into consideration from the context of say a software or technology company, you probably already have systems 
but you people introduce teams introduce tools all the time so you know if you're going through an agile transformation you might be ripping out your existing jira or redoing your jira setup to make it make sense for the new context of the organization in product management you might be introducing product management tooling and just because you're implementing a road mapping tool that's actually a huge fundamental change on how we do product management so um, there is actually a project aspect, which is the implementation part. Oftentimes these implementations, these changes also either come with or come from the implementation of uh, the creation of a new team. So for example, uh, product ops is usually the people tasked to you know, set up a roadmap tool. Right. Or if you want to go agile, you create the agile team before you do the uh, the tool selection or at the same time, or you bring in a leader to do that. So there's a lot of others. There's like the introduction of growth marketing versus classic marketing. There is um, if you introduce like sales ops tool or gong or something like things to help sales, things to help marketing. Each of these tools have to change or will change how you work as a team and beyond your team. So that act is the deeper level of transformation, but the actual like what you call digital transformation is very much a project in my opinion, but the ongoing impact is something that needs to be managed somehow, um, but it is still a project. So I'm not sure about product management. So I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna counter you on that a little. Right. There's a life cycle of those things. So some of us have to, if we're implementing a product road mapping tool, and and I, I like the analogy you use within product because often it's going to be within HR or finance or other internal teams that we're rolling these tools out for as part of that digital transformation. But <clears throat> needs change, situations change, things we want to integrate with change. And if we do not go into this project, as you call it, thinking about the problems we're solving and thinking about how do we manage that through the life cycle of this Many of these, I mean, I remember working with, with programs as Dutch was talking about that were 20, 30 years old, right? That never got updated, that never got integrated things they needed to get integrated to. If there's not somebody who's like owning this platform or product inside, helping us think about how do we improve it? How do we change it? When do we kill it? We rolled this out. Nobody's using it, right? We're paying for it. Uh, I just think there's places where we're taking the life cycle view of it, not just that we implemented view of it. But just because it's a project doesn't mean it has to be badly managed, right? Like everything you're talking about is aspects of change management that people who implement change has to think about, right? Like you're not just implementing a tool and doing everything there's the, the vendor services team says to do. You have people thinking about the change, you have people thinking about the why. So I think, like, I, I don't know if that's product management. It's product management to just think about why we need the tool and why you're making this change in the first place. But like, in terms of the actual transformation itself with the introduction of a tool, I'm not sure. Okay, I, we, we can have this conversation ongoing. And, and there is a realm of the product management thought leader sphere where people don't like the word project at all. We don't do projects. We're just releasing right regularly. And I, you know, I, I still have issues with that. I still think there's times that we're doing projects, especially if we're doing larger things, but maybe it's a me taking a broad brush and saying, 
gosh, if somebody's identifying problems to solve and who we're solving for, what the value of solving that is to help with that change management, and then making this, looking at an ongoing basis to make sure we're getting the results we went into out of it and making decisions about changes, there's, there's product management in that, whether we call it project management, maybe it's platform management is a better term because we're looking internally. But I think there's some of the stuff that goes there. Chris Poor, welcome uh, to Topic of the Week. You said it reminds you of lipstick on a pig. Yeah, so I, my, my experience with digital transformation, I, I'm going to add some color here. I, I personally think the term is rooted in the major consultancies. The number of times that I see those initiatives between executives of a consultancy, whether it be Deloitte, PwC, the majors that we are, are probably many of our businesses have, have contracted or consulted with or partnered with. It's a product they offer. Hey, we know you've made all these sunk cost investments in your technology stack or your platform today, but if you take on this new effort, there's new addressable market, there's new opportunities. We're gonna we're gonna take the shackles off, uh, the limitations of of what you're using today, and and it's a big pitch, right? It's a, it's a sell. Now, actually bringing that back to the ground, um, I don't see a high success rate for those projects. I see, you know, multiple commas, six and seven zeros that only go skin deep. They don't actually affect behavior change. They, sh they, they show a proof of concept without actually driving that wedge to ground, okay? And actually narrowing the scope. Digital transformations are often too broad. They're, they're believed to be, okay, we're fundamentally gonna lift and shift your your product stack or your process or your platform to a new model and it's going to bring you all these great benefits but why not start with the most valuable most achievable benefits that and you take the shortest path to delivering those benefits and gaining traction and then bring the rest of the organization with you um, when those projects do succeed it's because they narrowed the scope and they didn't so, try so and boil the ocean an MVP, you know, let's find a, a, sure. a single problem with a single segment of people we can solve it for, solve that for them, and then do our bowling pins a yeah. la Jeffrey M Moore. MVP is certainly what many would refer to that as. I would, I would go so far as to call it the minimum lovable product okay. that moves the behavior of a definable segment of users or the market. You know, it's interesting, you, you, digging into the, and I've, Believe me, you know, I think Melissa Perry complains about following the big consulting firms and when they mess up uh, implementations all the time and how, how a lot of her work is just going into companies who tried to roll product management into the digital transformations and failed, right? And maybe, you know, that's a good market to be in is to follow, you know, clean these people up for and not charge as much of them because, wow. But, uh, you know, the made me think about is digital transformation just code word for agile. We're trying to become agile, so we have to go digital. No, May, you, you reacted violently against that. No, absolutely not, because it can take many forms. It's you're introducing a tool, the tool is fundamentally changing how you work. That's all it is. I was looking at this from the lens of the, of the, the consultants. All these companies, they tell the big corporations they need to be agile, right? And to be agile, you need to be more digital. Okay, so let's let's like take a step back and I think we need to step away from the the let's let's focus I feel like we should focus on like 
how it impacts the people going through the digital transformation, as opposed to how do we sell digital transformation to people, right? Because I, I, I think that's, that's a fundamental difference. Well, I, completely and totally fair. Maybe I was going down a little rabbit hole of my how I think that this the whole. I don't think it's healthy to talk about consulting. Uh, I, well, I guess you guys I, are consultants, so like. No, no, we are not. We are not. We are coaches <laughs> and advisors. We are not consultants. We don't do consulting projects. Uh, we we teach. We coach. We advise. Did I do well on that, Steve? Yes, you did. Well done. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> go ahead. No, you go, please. Yeah, I think that digital is the misnomer there. I mean, I, I think what we really are talking about is the number of firms that we reach out to or reach out to us that are saying they're in some form of transformation. And yet I think the baggage is they think it's departmental. It's like, you know what, we're transforming development or we're transforming product management, but the unfortunately they're not transforming leadership. So leadership says, you know, we just want to do all the same stuff we did before that did not generate the results that we wanted. So we're going to have you change, but we're not going to change. And we're not going to prime our organization to change successfully, which, you know, it, you know, may add an adoption in the chat as something we need to be thinking about. And I think adoption and, you know, change management, you know, Chris talked about it, bite-sized pieces. I think everybody could which is the Heath book on change? Not is it Switch or is it? Let's say it's Switch. Okay. Probably. Uh, where they talk about the elephant and the elephant driver and and figuring those type of things out. I think too or is often. It decisive. No, decisive is about making decisions. Okay. It's not made, and it's not. I don't think it's made to stick. So now that we've gone through their whole uh, library catalog, <laughs> it's going to be one of them. But you know, there's this idea of if you don't go into it with this mindset to change, especially the more people it's impacting. And, I, and this is going to be bringing me back to where I think product strategic product management comes in is that strategic product management helps us understand the problem we're solving, the value for solving it, and who we're solving it for so we can help and we get to that in the poll with where we're going. Calvin. Yes. What's your take? You know, where do I begin? <laughs> so, so from, let's start here. What, what I'm missing is what are we, how are we defining what digital transformation is and what it, what it isn't? Mm. I mean, I see from where, from where I'm saying some organizations or some industries typically are, typically are laggards in terms of updating their, their technology. So that digital transformation may be updating, you know, far outdated uh, legacy systems to something that's, you know, maybe cloud-based. They're still using, yeah. you know, COBOL and Pascal and, you know, other outdated technology. And now they need, you know, they need to um, to manage differently. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I mean, I kind of differ from what what Chris was was saying earlier. You know, I think you know something that may one of the points that may may said is that projects don't need to be managed poorly. You know that and product management's role a lot of times is to lead, whereas project managers are managing a product. You know, strategically, product managers are are looking at what you said, Grant, early on, which is what problem is it we're, that we're trying to solve. You know, yeah. where are we going, and what are, what what 
you know, where, where are we going and, and, and what needs, what's, what is the job that needs to be done? And that could be, it, it could be digital transformation, or it could be organizational transformation. And I don't know that there's much of a difference. The, the, the tactics or the, the, the strategies are going to be the same. It's, it's going to be some of the tactical things that are going to be really different. I, 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 I love that view, Calvin, because as I talked about earlier, it could be an HR program. It could be some other program that we are transforming to make it easier, better, simpler, easier to use, to get more people using it, to create value for the organization and the employees. Yeah. Or it could be taking a 30-year-old thing like Dutch was talking about and turning it into uh, a, you know, a cloud-based platform or updating it to make sure it works in today for what we need today, not what we needed 30 years ago. So I think there's you know, transformation is a different way, but it's also what Chris talks about because, you know, there's a lot of consulting firms who sell digital transformations and people, and I think maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that, that's why they get away with it is it's so amorphous that nobody really knows what it is. They just know, know that they, the consultants say they need it. And that's probably one of the reasons why it fails. And if you don't, that's where strategy, product strategy and stuff might come in handy with that. Yep. Karen Bell DeWitt, we sort of, you know, talked a little bit about this earlier the week when we were talking, talk to me about where your head is. You know, I, Fortran. I, <laughs> it's embarrassing. Um, my, my head is at, uh, I've, I've been a part of a number of digital transformations and just digital initiatives. We wouldn't even go as far as calling it a transformation. And we had leadership um, support, strong leadership support, which was critical to the effort. And we had cross-functional buy-in. So it was something that had to do with basically a customer support issue that was impacting the products and our ability to sell them. And we convened a group, we got a lot of people together and we all agreed upon the solution. We implemented the solution. The people who used the solution were like, this is great. And then we had people who weren't using the solution. And, and this trans, and, and actually was pretty transformative to the groups that were using it because we were able to do some really amazing things with it. But when, when the whole group doesn't buy into it, when there isn't that change management, when there isn't, I, I don't know if it's program management or somebody who's just really good at herding cats and, and maybe has a big stick, it, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't get implemented. And when you, what I've seen is when one group starts to say, eh, we don't want to do it that way. The people who are impacted by that group's decision, it starts to spread. And you risk taking down the whole thing if that leadership commitment doesn't remain in place. And if you don't have enough accountability to keep it moving, to keep, to keep kicking that can down the road. And like you said before, it's never over, right? There's always something new you can add on to it or whatever. But when we talk about digital transformation, there's a lot of different transformations we can do. We can go a lot of different directions that would work really well. But ultimately, if there isn't human buy-in and cultural buy-in and reinforcement, then it's just not going to succeed over time. It's interesting. You made me start thinking about May's conversation with me about product versus project and now I'm saying both right because at yeah. some point you need somebody who's defining what we're doing the right things to do yeah. are we doing the right project and you need somebody then to manage the rollout and the implementation and, and where it may be 
And, and I will uh, say my best years in product management, I had a dedicated project manager working one-on-one -on -one with me. We were able to get so much done. What she was capable of doing is not my superpower. And what I was capable of doing was not even on her radar, but you put the two of those together and it's magic. And, and that's where this, some of these people trying to make a product manager be a scrum master, right? Yeah. In that, in that way, a scrum master is that project manager for the product manager. You need a team to do that. Not one person doing both mm -hmm. roles. So yeah. as an experiment this week, I decided to ask the topic of the week Monday question to chat GPT to see what they would come up with as an answer for this question. Their answer, strategic product management can have a significant impact on digital transformations by providing a structured and systematic approach to developing and managing products that are aligned with the organization's digital strategy. Here are some ways in which strategic product management can impact. And, and honestly, I started reading the answer. I'm like, God, this is like the length of something May writes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, May. Mine are longer. They, <laughs> uh, here are some ways which strategic product management can impact digital transformation. I'm just going to go with the highlights, right? Identifying digital opportunities. So identifying what are opportunities we have to do digitization, defining the product vision and roadmap for that, fostering collaboration, uh, customer-centric approach, making sure you're understanding the users of this and the customers, agile product development, lost me there, uh, data-driven decision-making, you had me there. So uh, Calvin, you actually said you can summarize that in two words, right? What? By leading. Yes, channeling your inner joy. And I think you're meaning your inner, inner joy McCaffrey, not your yes. inner joy. My inner joy McCaffrey, yes. And, uh, you know, shame she's not here today, but yes. So, I, you know, I, I, some really interesting, any, any last thoughts before we get to the poll on uh, that Monday question? All right, let's get to the poll. So on Monday, or on Monday, on Wednesday, we asked the question, what product management concepts can have the most impact on digital transformation? The options were treating it as a product, not a project, product strategy helping focus efforts, better context with problem stories and personas, clear value proposition helping gain adoption, and other it depends. Uh, I'm going to go right at it. Treating it as a product, not a project, and I'm going to go, I mean, there's a lot of you on this call who had that. So I'm going to start with Steve. You, you were there. And then I'm going to give Lee and Dutch and Karen uh, and Chris a chance to sort of build on that. And, and that, by the way, that's in the lead at 40% right now. Uh, uh, yeah, I chose the, the first one, uh, treat it like a product on a project. And, you know, I'll go back to what I said earlier, you know, projects end and products don't. Uh, and it seems like in so many cases, when we, we do a project of, of pretty much anything, you know, we, we install Salesforce and th they finish quote unquote, and they disband the team and redirect the team onto some other project. And then that's when everybody goes, well, wait a minute, I have some reports I want, or I have some new fields I want in the database. And they're like, well, we, you know, we disassembled the team. So I guess we'll do nothing for a while. Um, and I think transformation is the same way. I, I think the other aspect is, as, as we've said, a, no, a number of folks have said, is getting everybody on the same page. It's not just departmental, it's corporate. Mm -hmm. It's uh, organization-wide. 
Awesome. Leah, you voted there as well. Uh, what do you want to add? Just that it contains all the other answers. <laughs> so it's the so, macro answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, well, all these things are products. So there we go. You're treating it like a product. I mean, maybe simple, but that's why I chose it because all those things are important. And 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 when Steve was when Steve was talking, product is almost like a macro and project is almost like a micro. There are multiple projects within a product's life, projects yeah. within a product's life. So it's it, maybe it's just the how you look at it. Dutch, you also voted for this. Any additional thoughts? Yeah, so not, not as few as two words to summarize this, um, but project management is focused on output. And product management is focused on outcome. Yep. Did it get done? Yes. Did it get done right? Maybe. <laughs> I like that. So, so the the shift from project to product gets you from pro, from output to outcome. Yep. I love it. Chris Poor again voted for this one. So I, I I'm not going to let up on kind of the railing. That I added earlier on on consultancies, but yeah. I'll I'll bring it down to practicality. Focusing product like it, we we want to go affect change, and narrowing our focus down to how do we drive that wedge to ground. My fallback in the spirit of outcome based prioritization is how am I shortening the feedback loop. Mm -hmm. My experience with digital transformation projects is the timelines and the investments are bloated. They're, they're too large. They're, they're, it's an 800-pound gorilla or an elephant. How do you eat the elephant? One bite at a yep. time. And until you can get down to some brass tacks to create measurable, meaningful, high-value behavior change, in your target audience, whether it be internal, external, whether it be developer efficacy in your organization, whether it be expanding your addressable market, whether it be moving established populations of users to a new way of doing what they their job to be done. You want shorter feedback loops. And I, that's the spirit of, of like product. My product philosophy is how quickly can I make valuable change in an established system or introduce a new system that people will gravitate to and find immediate value in such that they explore more, such that the organization can follow that pattern. And it becomes a self-reinforcing loop of slices of new functionality that continue to increase the momentum toward that new Art of the possible, that new future state that the transmit that a digital transformation project was often sold on. By yeah. the time you get here, whether it be 12 months, 18 months, two years, three years, I, I mean, I've seen all these pitches before in many organizations, and, and they're never, they're not small pitches, but how many steps we take along the way and the feedback we can garner at each of those steps is is too often overlooked in a project mentality it's fixed scope long duration is what i define a, i see in project run or project managed transformation in in that situation they're not doing continuous discovery they they, they it's in that waterfall realm 
they learn up front, they just define stuff up front and then they stop and it just implements it and it goes. I, I, I love that. I, that being said, I do have a question for you. Does this upcoming generation know what a brass tack is? I only know the answer inside my household. <laughs> my kids know I, how to swing a hammer. They know what a tack is. <laughs> it holds down carpet. That's it. <laughs> All right. Full stop. All right, Karen, any last thoughts on this project versus product mentality? Uh, I, I, I thought that when I looked at the choices, I thought that product and company encompassed everything yep. below it, including other. Yeah. So um, no, I think, I think the answer so is- It was your well. all of the above. It was your it was, version of all of the above. Yeah, and then some, uh-huh. I, okay, I can and see I think that. that's that's the beauty of product management is there's always some unknown unknown out there that's waiting to be discovered, and it's it's your job to find it and to see if that has an impact. Yeah, I I, I get that and I see it, and I, I'll be honest, I voted for product strategy, and I'll get Calvin's take on that too in a little bit. But I wanted to pivot to May. May voted for clear value proposition helping gain adoption. And I will say that our conversation on the Monday question made me question my vote and think that maybe the hardest thing that to happen there, the most important thing is adoption, right? If we can't get adoption, we never get the outcomes we want. And it seems like the biggest challenge that a lot of these projects have are getting the adoption. So May, I, unless I stole your fire when I said that, I'd love to get your take on that. So I think it's really important to think about this this way, right? Like. Most of the people on this call are primarily product leaders. You spend a lot of time thinking about the why. When you're talking about a digital transformation as in like a thing that you have to do to change the way a company works, there is a lot of things being done. This is talking about at the solution level, as in you've already found the problem. You've already identified a bunch of solutions. We need to probably gradually roll it out to find like at least the first steps to doing it. And one of the things that people tend to do is when, especially when you first go in and you have the role of changing the way an organization operates is you're hit with like a thousand problems, right? So there's a, there's a part of product management to that leadership role, which is like figuring out what's the highest priority problem to solve. But you cannot do like 20 transformations at a time because change is expensive and change is exhausting. Um, and if it's hitting so many different teams, especially when we're talking about something big enough to be labeled a digital transformation, um, you probably only want to do this one at a time. You probably want to put caps on it, which is why I think it's really important to call it a project. Like it's absolutely necessary to call it a project so you have an end date, but you still have to have someone responsible for the overall product, which is like, how does our organization work, right? So I think it's important to separate the two to say, you know, the digital transformation itself is a solution. It's an implementation of that solution. It, it needs to be capped and it needs to be a project. And there are ongoing things. There's phase two, phase three, there's like, maybe we scrap it, right? But that's in and of itself, you need a value prop to make sure the project boxed 
-hmm. goes in the right direction, gets adoption, gets to where you need, and then you can think about where you go from there. I, I, I get it completely and totally. And in, in this conversation on project versus product and how they work together, and Karen just put in to the chat, what is the role of program manager in all of this? Is program manager really product manager across projects? A, you know, a, a group of projects? Is that where you're going with this, Karen? You, you know, I, actually, it's, it's a question I've asked other people because when you have this effort, and I'll put it in May's words, it's a project because any kind of transformation I think is a project, she's right. But there are always little tails on that where things can go sideways when no one's looking. So I'm kind of wondering, is there some kind of program manager who can say, all right, well, this is done. I'm just going to keep, I'm going to be the one, kind of the elephant sweeper, making sure that this continues. I feel, I, I feel strongly about this. Um, <laughs> so you feel strongly the, about something, May? Yeah. I feel strongly about the, the title program manager. So program okay. manager is a very generic term. Often it refers to someone who's responsible for a portfolio of ongoing projects, whatever yes. that means, right? Sometimes a, a program manager is the equivalent of like, you know, the operations specialist. Sometimes it's synonymous with product ops, the organization, like the PMO. Um, sometimes it's the group that's responsible for projects that do stuff, including improve the organization. But right, right now in the industry, what we're seeing is the introduction of marketing ops, design ops, like all sorts of different names for what encompasses SRE, Agile, and DevOps. Like there are so many different teams and, and like strategic ops. There's so many different teams who are now specializing in how do we improve our box and how we this box connects to the next box right so the the previous notion of what is program management which is very generic and improvements of whatever um it, it's we're moving away from that model because we're, we're getting specialists who understand both ops but ops within the specific domain so then it's up for those ops folks to work together Connect and the dots. and yeah. Karen, I'm actually was going to come to you because I know that you worked at a company where all the ops people, sales, marketing, product reported up to an ops lead, not the functional leads. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, I mean, in a digital transformation way, is that a best practice that worked to have ops thinking about ops and the transformation of how do we improve the ops of the organization? You know, I think that's up for debate. I when you have a really strong ops leader, it can be a really powerful thing. But if you end up with a lot of dotted line, like straight line to ops leader, dotted line to fill in the bank, leader. blank leader, yeah, it, it can get really tricky. So it's it's a it's a deserving of much more conversation, I think. And and knowing who that head of ops who who was also a head of product probably made it easier for you guys in product ops. Uh, mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Uh, actually, let me put that back. The last one, and we're, we, this conversation on the poll has probably gone longer than any other poll conversation we've ever had. But the final vote area was product strategy helping focus efforts. 33% there. That was second place. That's where I voted. Calvin, I'll let you start on that one. 
Yeah, I mean, I just go back to what I what I said earlier, which um, and and you said it before I said it was that you know, whether it's digital transformation or just transformation in in general, it's having a, a uh, you know having a strategy. And so I thought you know strategy helps you know helps to uh, to guide where we're going. And for me, I I in my days at really really big companies and at smaller companies, I've seen a lot of wasted projects projects that weren't clearly defined, projects that didn't even have an outcome they were really trying to get to. It was just a project for project's sake. So, oh, I heard somebody's doing this. We should do this. And that with no, and for me, I think that there's so much waste of time and resources on projects that don't have value that the reason I voted for strategy to begin with was I think that making sure we're working on the right things is more, most important. That being said, you know, as I said earlier, I think that I would consider, uh, I, I think I would consider uh, May's adoption one. And yes, Steve, I have voted for the answer without strategy at times when there were no strategy answers to be voted on. And so, yeah, I think maybe we should stop using the chat function because it's like <laughs> two parallel things going on here. And depending on the answer, you know, somebody forgets what they were saying because they're also reading the chat. <laughs> I know, but it adds a lot of fun to it. It, it sort of is a, uh, you know, juggling act. All right, we probably probably only have one time for one question before we go to the lightning round. Uh, what are the main differences between product management for digital transformations, think inside our company, and, transfer, and doing product management for commercial products? So think about the products we sell to our customers and doing product management for that versus product management for these internal digital transformations. What's the main, what are the main differences? Or are there no differences? I'm gonna go to, to, to Chris, since you're the, you know, the first time or the rookie on this call. And I have an answer in my head and I was thinking you might get there. I'll, I'll take the at bat here. Um, Here's the analogy I, I've got in my head as I think about digital transformation, and it also starts to pull in the concept of a program management or an ops lead. Grant, you and I shared an experience working with a highly operational product leader. Okay, mm -hmm. and I, I still go back to that experience. It was the great, it was the, and I found some of the best program managers that were part of his team. Mm -hmm. And the analogy I use in my mind is, I don't know if anybody's a runner. I'm a, I've been a marathon runner in parts of my career. I've been an endurance athlete and I do all this training and all that training is focused on doing is getting to the starting line healthy. That's it. You've made the investments through all your training, your stretching, your mobility, whatever you had to do to get to the starting line. Then you show up on the starting line healthy. You're ready to run a race. That's where I draw the line in the sand, like internal foundational um, digital transformations, not the commercial side. They're deep investments you made. So you got to start a new starting line, healthy, a bigger race, a faster race, a different race of the market you're pursuing. And then you're running that race. And that's, uh, so I don't, I don't connect the dots personally with taking digital transformations of commercial products. 
Okay, because I, I think about continuous product exploration, continuous discovery as part of evolving a commercial product. I work in the B2B space and that's just yeah. what I expect. But, but deep digital transformations in established organizations, multinational Fortune 500, all the way down to five-year-old startup slash scale-up organizations, they're getting to a new starting line where you're better equipped to run a different race, a different speed of race, a different type of event. I, I love that. Well, partly because it makes me think of Peter Drucker. Peter Drucker said the purpose of a business is to create a customer. And so if we think about any digital transformation, what value is it creating in our organization that we can then trans that we can, that we can leverage to create value for the market, for the customer. And so I love that idea of the getting to the start, the start line. And then, and then the, 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 com the commercial being after the race. So all the digital transformations are, are to make sure we're in a better place as a company to serve our customers, our market and, and solve their problems and add value to them. I, I have no more comment on this question. Any, any other thoughts or comments, people? Uh, I would say that that kind of makes it similar though to building commercial products because you do the same thing when you build commercial products to try to get ahead and stay up to date and be in a better place than you were. I mean, you could really say that with anything though, but that's why this question is so difficult. <laughs> it is difficult. I can move on if you guys, if nobody else has thoughts. I think, I think the main difference is uh, your job is on the line because when you're talking about a digital transformation, you've got internal stakeholders. And if you make people very unhappy, you don't have, like, you're probably not going to be doing that much longer. Right. So it's a lot more about stakeholder management. Like, whereas in a commercial product, um, it's you're not implementing that's the services team's job or that's your client's job right um, when you're talking about digital transformation you're talking about you know the people you work with the people your team works with and are you making their lives easier or harder right there, there are consequences and that impact you and your team a lot more directly there's a reason why most cios who start an sap implementation are not employed to finish an implementation <laughs> right i mean isn't that what you're saying <laughs> i didn't think you could top my mic drop moment but you just nailed it right there grant, <laughs> hey, grant Dutch, I, you raised your hand yeah i think the the main difference between internal digital transformation and you know for that for commercial products i was trying to read your slide there uh, and you took it down on me. Anyway, the, the, that's all right. The main difference is that your immediate ROI is not financially based. Because when you're doing commercial products, you're looking at how much money should we end up being able to get on this from our customers. Whereas if you're doing an internal digital transformation, it's like, okay, we're doing this to make ourselves better. We've paid for it. What are we getting out of it? Not how much money are we getting returned out of it? That's, that's the direct one. I mean, indirectly, yeah, when, we're, when we can do this stuff better, it's going to allow us to do give things to the customers better, but the direct ROI is not financially based. I, I, I think that's an interesting way to look at it because it really helps with that change management adoption mindset is we really need to understand what we're getting from it. Those outcomes, as you talked about in the poll. Right. Because you're still spending money, you're still like getting gathering requirements, you're still 
defining features. I mean, the rest of the, you know, the bread making is the same. It's a matter of what happens afterwards. Awesome. Well, I, we're getting towards the end. I wanted to get a chance to do our lightning round. Uh, the lightning round question, you know, a word or two, a phrase, what can strategic product management for, pro, uh, for digital transformations enable? So what can having a strategic product management mindset for your digital transformations enable? And I'm gonna start with Leah. Correct solutions. Correct solutions, I like that. Calvin. Success. Success. Is that your answer every week, Calvin? Um, no. Okay. It's usually it's usually Drucker. Yeah, true. That's that you steal it from me. Dutch. I'd I'd say um not completely future proofing, but getting to that point. Future proofing. I like that. I mean, Chris. you know you're gonna have to transform it now. Right. Are you gonna have to transform yeah. it again? And you're doing it right, so you're 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 making sure it's there. I like I like that. It was wasn't one that was in my mind, but I like it. Chris, I I'm in the realm of I, I'm paying down technical debt in large swaths when I think about digital transformation. So what it enables you to do is to get rid of technical debt. I it's like I, I'm it's playing a futures game. Okay, you so you'll commodities. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so another future focused one this way with technical debt. I, I I could see that. May. Allow people in your organization to do their jobs better. Allow people in your organization to do their jobs better. I love that. Because th that means if we're doing it right, if we're doing good strategic product management, these initiatives are actually the right initiatives to have an impact on the way people work and the operations of the company. I like that. Steve, you better not take my answer. I don't think I will. Um, one of the key roles of a strategic product manager is discovery. And if we truly do discovery on a tr digital transformation, then we will listen to the people who are being transformed uh, rather than simply transforming them. So people will be heard. Sort of goes back to, to Chris's continual feedback loops uh, when doing stuff. Right. I, I love that. And it is not what I was going to go. And I'm doing it a little tongue in cheek. It enables agility in your organization. We're working on the right things. We're improving our teams. We're allowing ourselves to move faster and quicker and respond quicker, fa faster, better to where in Chris's analogy from the last question, it puts us in the best shape at that starting line to execute in our go-to-market commercial efforts and respond to those things. I do have one more note about transformations from an article I read a long time ago. There's three steps. People we're asking to change must know why they're changing. They have to have the tools and skills to make the change, and they have to be supported by people they respect. I like that. I like that a lot. <clears throat> Guys, thank you. What a great conversation. I think we probably could have had four or five different conversations in this. And in, in, in one, just defining what is a digital transformation, uh, and then product management versus program management. And 
you know, how projects live within, and this is still a buzz, a pet peeve of mine, these people who say there's, you know, products management's not working with projects. I think it is, even if it's a small two-week project called a sprint, it's still working with projects. Uh, but I, as always, every week, I love these conversations. I learn, I grow, I change my opinions, and I want to thank each and every one of you for that. Chris Poor, welcome. We hope we can get you here some more often on these Fridays for these conversations. I thought you did a great job adding a lot of great contacts and ideas to the conversation. Dutch, Calvin, Leah, May, my partner, Steve, thank you so much. We do these conversations every week, Monday. The question goes into the community, Wednesday, the poll, and on Fridays, we have these great conversations. Hey, everybody, have a great weekend. We'll see you next week in the community. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Grant. Thanks for listening to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week. If you haven't yet, go to your Apple, Android, or favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another episode. For more great content and to participate in the Topic of the Week conversations, go to community.productgrowthleaders.com and join the conversation.